Hello and welcome to Ready for Action. We're here to bring you another tournament roundup where we went down to Wayland's Forge down in Birmingham. Uh, how did we find the venue? Should we start with that straight in? We had a, a quick trip around the delightful suburb of Digbeth to start with, didn't we? And it was delightful. It really, <laughs> yeah. really was. Um, found ourselves a, a nice little uh, secluded uh, parking <laughs> space. Um I was glad there was three of us there at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just glad there was other cars parked there as well. And most of them had all four wheels on them still, didn't they? Yeah. Making um, it sound bad, but the place was actually quite... The actual shop of, itself was in a really nice location. Really, nice location. really well, really posh sort of museum style. Like an art gallery. Where yeah, like an art it, gallery. Sort yeah. of thing. And there was expansions not what into we the expected. Atrium, and it, was, it was a really nice location and it was a really nice shop. What was it called? Wayland's Forge. And um, what was the place called? The Custard Factory. The Custard, Custard Factory, Factory. yes. <laughs> and that it was. So we've, it took us a little time to, to locate it exactly, but it was in the, the bottom of the Custard Factory. Um, yeah, I mean, when we found it, they walking into the shop. First impression, I think we were stood there just like, wow, this is well stocked. Yeah, we talk floor to ceiling <laughs> of any game you can imagine. Not too heavy on the miniatures side. A lot more board games, really, some really good board games. A lot of obscure miniatures yeah. as well, which is quite cool. Yeah. A lot of miniatures for D&D yeah. representation, wasn't yeah. there, as well. So there was a wall, wasn't there, of <laughs> Games Workshop Basin kit. and paints. And basin and paints, that's what I really liked. There's not many shops going to the basin and the, the tufts of static grass, and they had a lot of stuff like that. I spent 16 quid on some different tufts. I, I, think I, you I may have also say. spent a similar amount. I spent, <laughs> I spent about 20 quid on tufts. Yeah. And little flowers. It was, it was good. Yeah. Looking forward to those wood elves coming out and having them on yeah. near on entirely <laughs> floral bases. Yeah, need to add them to the bases and then just get a static grass applicator. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that guy did with Moloch. Oh, that was cool. So I think so, I'm not too sure where we how many players we were going to be on the day. No, well, I think. We knew that there'd be seven or eight or something, but then when we got there, they said 12 had paid, I think, 12, already. 12 had prepaid, hadn't they? And then he was not sure whether or not there were going to be more coming on the train. But yeah, it was going to be a three rounds, standard-like Grand Clash, if you like, best of three format, other than they were going on glory difference for the split and no rounds lost and stuff, yeah. which is fair mm -hmm. enough. It's another way of doing it. Um, and then actually 19 people turned up. 19, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there was uh, three of our, three of ourselves from Ready for Action. So, so there was yeah, myself, Dan Smedley. Should probably do an introduction, actually. Note for future. Yeah, there's me, Ash Buckler, and myself, Dan Jones. Yeah, and well, what did we take? What did you take, Dan? I I took a variation on uh, on your curse break. It was a variation. It was a variation. There was there was there was changes there. There was changes. I don't know why you'd not got concealed weapon in that deck, but uh, yeah, there were some changes, but uh, not many. No. Cool. What did you take, Ash? I took the Godsworn Hunt. Godsworn Hunt. I had a couple of games with them so far. Only two or three. Um, so it was my first one out with them. Um, so you just felt like handicapping yourself. I just felt like handicapping myself. Yeah, I will learn at some point to, to not take it. It's going to be Moloch next. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought I'd go with these. Um, I had them painted up. Obviously, everyone voted for them on the page. 
um, and they, they voted ah. for him to be painted and um, for me to take him, so I did. And uh, I forgot yeah. we did a vote. We did, we did a vote for him, yeah. Them. It was them on Curse Breakers. It was them on Curse Breakers. I voted for the Curse Breakers. The majority went for these. Taken a top tier one yet. I haven't taken a top tier yet. <laughs> no. I, I heard the next uh, the next voting will be uh, that they would be taking the eyes of the nine. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, and I was rocking myself the chosen axes, so I wanted to play one a new warband for myself. Um, never played a game with them before, and I wanted something quick and easy to paint. So they basically got a bit of a zenithal highlight with the airbrush, dry brushed, orange beard, green weapons. Job done. They were ready to rock. They look good. They were striking. That green yeah. really pops on yeah, them. It was really striking. Yeah, simple to paint yeah. and fun as well. Um, do you want to do a bit of general tactics of our decks? Go through from start. So mine was. I've got five big um, gambits for movement, and with the earth shakes, treasure lust, hidden paths, illusory fighter, taking more restricted cards on that, and commanding stride, and basically just trying to get fuel in wherever he needed to be by using those cards, and pretty aggressive deck really. A lot of attacking, and getting things going. Only a few passive glory cards like fired up, shining example, ploy master. I suppose that's in there as well. Um, or just trying to obviously engage superior tactician if anybody's looked at the deck which should be posted in the link with this um, what's yours Ash? mine was more of a hold objective based deck um, it's one that I normally go with quite like holding objective so we had both supremacy oath of supremacy and our only way out balking it balking it out I did take other oaths I went quite heavy on the oath so we did oath of denial oath of conquest and oath of murder on top of that um, it's quite nice one in the oath. It had a little bit of flavour to them, a little bit different. Um, the main deck of cards, more about survivability, pushing models around. Um, so, yeah, nothing too heavy hitting. Obviously, wasn't too sure how to play them. Nobody's had great success, I don't think. I know a couple of people have won a few glass trophies. There's not too much to go on. They're not considered top tier. Um, I just thought they'd be fun no. to do, fun to paint, fun to play, and they were fun. They are beautiful models, and I've played a few games with them, they are fun, definitely. Uh, so I took um, the Curse Breakers, uh, the deck pretty much, as I say, was similar to Mr Smedley's from Vault 14. Uh, the <coughs> the <deck>. same. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the objectives were actually all the same objectives in there, with the idea that first turn you would uh, sit back, empower and if you have the objectives to um, or the opportunity to score further objectives by advancing and attacking or doing something like that then that was that was there uh, gambit wise it's all about casting a couple of extra magic spells to to uh, inspire storm sire um, little shunts here and there and um, with lightning assault to be able to give you that re-roll uh, the way I played the deck, I'd say I played it, and was commented uh, that I played it a little more aggressively, definitely, uh, than Mr. Smedley played that, and I think that's probably due to my previous playing with fast riders, where it's all about getting into the enemy's half um, on the first turn. It's about causing as much damage as possible quickly and then when you've got your inspiration and your upgrades you're all capable of uh, um, to push the enemy down I think with that experience previously that's that kind of 
put that kind of uh, that feeling onto this deck um put that play style into your head sort of yeah thing. and um yeah so we'll have to see how that uh, that pans out through the day as well so you're hammering fast riders i know you're talking to the grand clash but you're hammering them before the bar as well yes so they could be very good at doing that yeah so i, I played the so i played with the fast riders the majority of 20 well for the for the most of 2018 that i was they were the war band that i played the most yeah, through through that, I did switch through for a, a few different warbands, but they were the one that I was playing the most. The Golden Boys, quite literally. Yeah. Right, let's get into the rounds. Yeah, go for it. Round one. Round one. Who wants to start? So let Dan Jones go first. So I went up against Darren Simelli. I think it was that is with a C and not Smelly, but Simelli. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Darren was taking dwarves. Uh, and Apologies for that. Yeah, sorry, Darren. Um, yeah, Darren. Darren was taking dwarves, um, and the first game was quite a low-scoring round. I didn't quite get the objectives I wanted, and I think what I should have done was just ditch the hand to start with and draw up again. Um, I think I'd drawn superior tactician in that first hand and felt like I needed to hold on to it. Um, Darren ran across the board and didn't inspire his guys quickly, didn't sit back, which was what I was expecting. So I was deployed quite far forwards with the expectation to try and knock dwarves off objectives for the first round. Shuffle two hexes across the board. <laughs> and and, um, and he was, um, yeah, he was starting forwards and, and running at me. Um, he, I'd say he wasn't inspired. Uh, didn't work well for him, um, but really didn't give me that much opportunity. The objectives I had didn't really score me anything. So the first game ended 6-1 to myself. Um, Do you think you should have been a bit more aggressive with a mulligan? I should have. I should have thrown the. Should have thrown that card. Those cards away, and and, um, but with that hindsight as well of his play style, that he was going to run across the board at me straight away and not really think about inspiring that much. I probably could have also given myself uh, one turn's worth of um, drawing cards, looking for inspirations and, and things like that, rather than taking action that first time. The second one, I, I did set back a little further, um, and that one there, the, the cards come out in the right order, and it just pulled pulled bits off the dwarves. I think fuel went down pretty early on as well, which ended up with me scoring a 17-6 as a win. So uh, plus 16 glory <coughs> for that and a, and a solid win. Nice. Good start to the day. Good start. Yeah. So my first game was against a chap called James and he played the Storm Size. It was only his ever, second ever tournament. He'd not played a huge amount of games. Um, first game, I... Won the boards, placed the objectives, placed the three of them quite far back. Um, pretty standard hold objective formation, put them as far back as possible. The hand I drew up for my objectives to start with was Supremacy and Oath of Supremacy. So I was on to a fairly good start with them. Um, the cards in my, my hand, again, quite a few push cards in there. It was quite an easy set of hands. I went on to win the game 17-3. It was, he had some terrible dice rolls, and I think James would admit that to anyone that asked him. He just dice rolls, he could not get his spells off. Um, from what I could see from that point, his deck was heavily involved in getting the spells off, getting the glory for casting the spells. 
So it was a pretty easy win for me. It was 17-3. I didn't have to do an awful lot for it. Um, just sit back on objectives. Second game was a different style. James decided, I'm going to come at you and play <laughs> completely aggressively, forgetting about his objectives, which he won 15-11. Um, turn the tables. He did turn the tables and he put me on the back foot a little bit. Um, the Godsworn Hunt, great at holding objectives, quite defensive. I say quite defensive. They're not. They're terrible defensive. They, they are glass hammers. Aggressively, they 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 seem to play a bit better than how I wanted them to play. And I could I could tell at that point, sitting back and allowing yourself to get smacked by something, it they just die really quick. Um, I also on that second round drew possibly the worst round of cards possible. First hand was five upgrades, which I threw into the bin immediately and. Dan Smedley will testify that it was a slumbering key in there, um, Tomb of Offerings, chucked him into the bin, drew another set of five cards, and there was another four upgrades in it. Oh, it was it it, it, it was it was bad from the get go. With, uh, with, with your hand as well, how many? What was your your power deck? Was it is it a twenty? It's twenty. Twenty is twenty. It's 20. I, so, I trimmed it wow. right down. So. It put me on the back foot, and and as a warband, they need they need the glory to inspire. And when you've already binned off, you need upgrades. When you've already binned off half your upgrades, it it, it was always going to go poor for me. <clears throat> then the third game, I took it sixteen eleven, and got the boards, got the deployment again. Um, James managed to cast off the spell. Is it Ab- Ab- yeah, but with Hidden Paths, I managed to pop myself onto another objective in his own half, claiming my supremacies. A nice little tactic that I did use against him, really early on in the game, I declared Oath of Conquest and Oath of Denial. And it really threw him for a moment that I declared him so early in the game. Um, that I just sat on him and in my hand. Um, and when it got to a point where I knew I wasn't going to get into his half, I just ditched those to conquest, kept denial. Um, they were just nice to play them early because it really makes your opponent think for the rest of the game. For the rest of the game, it's not something I'd normally you know, you yeah. normally think of doing. But to throw somebody, and, it, and it, I think yeah. it did throw James quite a bit, declaring him so early. And I did it in my last game as well. Because I did ask you if you have to reveal it in the phase that you score it in. And it doesn't, no. they just, if you reveal this card, yeah. game so it actually so it like, sits on it. Yeah, so, it so it's, it's quite remembering it. So, yeah. so that, that put it off me. So, yeah, um, two wins to one for me. Um, it was fairly comfortable at that point. And I, I quite enjoyed how they played. Um, and I could see the strength to them as well. They, they are something that's a little bit more aggressive than perhaps I was playing them. It seemed to be a really nice opponent as well, because you were oh, in such a Yeah, yeah. Some of the rules he was unclear with, so I had to talk him through some of the bits and pieces, but great yeah. opponent, really fun to play against. Cool. So, old round of last then, so I was rocking the Dwarves, as mentioned earlier, and first round, Molog. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, oh, come on. But having taken him down with the Curse Breakers, I was like, not too worried. And then thinking, actually, I've not got any of my anti-monologue tech in this deck at all. Not that it was specifically anti-monologue, things like Transfixion Stare that were good against anything. But, yeah. So I was a little bit worried going into this. However, I needn't worry. Uh, I lost the board roll and set up the Soul Refractor, um, which went long board place. Uh, not long boards, wide board against. And Molog then charged in, and I would just obviously put Mad Magrum at the front, ready to die. And then for six activations in a row, Molog swung, missed, swung, missed, swung, missed, crit, 
I rolled a crit, swung, missed. <laughs> he could not have killed Mad. And from that, I just mopped up some easy glory with fired up, shining example and things like that, and just kept aggressively drawing until I got ready for action. And basically just went, went in with fuel, treasure lusted across, one shot, four damage, ready for action, four damage, getting gone sort of thing. And then um, his next card he drew actually was my turn, which was the only thing I was worried about for jumping in in between. Because <laughs> he missed with every attack. He couldn't draw cards. He just sat there swinging away. And he was going to score good glory if he got the kill, but he didn't. Obviously, Molog down in round two, sort of halfway through the round. That was pretty much it then. It was game over. Uh, final score of 15-4 just yeah his dice were absolutely awful should be said as well I think three of them had awakened weapon on as well it was it was ridiculous and then Batchwood came in and rolled a load of uh, hammers <laughs> just to rub it in because I think he's looking for swords uh, so 15-4 the first game uh, rocking into the second game same thing lost the boards went for solar factor and went across and Basically, the same thing happened again. <laughs> Went for Magregor, missed, missed, missed. He did get the kill eventually in that, but by that point, I'd drawn the cards up, got the inspiration gone, and yet again, fueled. I think he moved across with commanding stride this time. Um, yeah, and just walked over, hit him, ready for action, hit him again, and again, job done. As soon as Molo's gone, that's it. And that was his only glory, I think, in that game for killing Mad Magrim. That one finished 15-1, so it was quite a resounding 30-5 to victory, but the dice were awful. It should never have been that kind of score. I've never, I think 10 attacks, he hit twice. I crit defended one of them, and another one went through an eight missed <clears throat> with awakened weapon and other things in there so a bit harsh really but yeah started off so that was quite a good beginning for us all three of us three wins yeah three win. wins yeah yeah and that's that so round two let's just start round two you start with me because it'll be really quick I <laughs> <laughs> I played against a nice guy called Alex who was Reaver mad everything was Reavers for him Um First game, I'll be straight up, it was a loss. I drew a poor hand of cards. Not not terrible, but it was pretty poor. Um, didn't get the boards. Sorry, I did get the boards in the first game. Um, got the boards in the first game. But I'd underestimated how quick the Reavers can get across the board. I think it's five move on Sayak. Yeah. He, he just stormed straight into me and started killing um, Garrick next popped over as well um, again he'd got his um, just the reaver only I don't know what it's called it's the upgrade where he gains a glory bits him into tombs of off oh, uh, Trophy Hunter Trophy Hunter that's the one Trophy Hunter's McGaw's one I think. Yeah. I know yeah, you, know, you know the one that I'm yeah. talking yeah he, he got that on him again dispatched somebody else and it just started the ball rolling it, it ended fairly close it was 11-17 to, to Alex um, I just underestimated how quickly those uh, those guys can get across the table to you. Um, second game, it was it was pretty much a whitewash for me. It was twenty two six to Alex. Again, similar to my first round games of I drew four upgrades in my first hand, which I had to bin. Um, I know Joe, who also podcast with us, was over my shoulder and he actually commented in my ear how poor my hand at drawing was. <laughs> um, 
the only saviour for me really was Grawl, who took out two fighters. <laughs> <laughs> um, once inspired and equipped, I, I think he had great strength on him. He just did the physique. <laughs> I he was the only fighter I had. Left. He was the only fighter I had left. Um, that's how quickly they got dispatched. He just went and did his business and pushed him a couple of times. He may even have had agility on him. Uh, on him, he just he was just ridiculous. He was just. <laughs> All over the place, um, biting everyone. In yeah, the nuts. acrobatic, just biting everyone in the nuts. Yeah, um, it's a game I'd like to forget if I can. It, I, <laughs> I, I thought it would be an even matchup with them being two similar armies, uh, sorry, similar warbands, stat wise and looks wise, but it wasn't. The, the Reavers just just travelled quicker and hit that a little bit harder. So it was a well well tuned deck from Alex though. You could tell that he's played it a lot, and he, he said that it's it's all he plays is the Reavers. He's Reaver mad, and nice. you could really tell that he fine tuned that deck. So yeah, we'll forget about that one for me. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I played against a guy called Jimmy, who's also rocking corn. Although this time it was in the favour of McGaws. Um, first game, I, mean, I lost boards in this one, and I went for, I want to say the Arcane Nexus, but it could have been the Ruptured Seal. It was one of the ones with three lethals on there. Um, and I had enough to get three guys quite far back, and one reasonably far back, but also kind of baiting the charge into that way, and where I had fuel there. Um, it did not go well for me, this one. Um, I ended up losing seven glory for myself to 14 to Jimmy's. Absolutely gutted when he dropped a crit defence. I think Fuel had gone in with Haymaker, four dice, got three hammers, yeah, sand, and then he drops a crit on the defence, which denied me eight glory in total because I'd got one for the kill, one for Ferocious Charge, one for the Tome of Offerings, two for Victorious Jewel, and they'd unlock me Superior Tactician as well. So it would have been eight glory swing <sighs> rocking into the final bit. And then instead, McGaw just turned around and chopped Fuel in two. <laughs> and that, that was pretty much game. Uh, second one went slightly better um, this one I do remember I went with a ruptured seal and I got the board placement on this so I went diagonal I believe they call it where you put the three hexes together and put the two uh, lethals together where they were joining and forced him quite a bit back and really I went aggressively getting rid of my cards trying to draw up fired up shine an example um, Regal Vision, Inspiration Strikes, just to try and get a bit of glory going with the intention just to sit back and knowing that that's pretty much just going to starve him of all his glory and it's going to come in down. And that was really what happened. Uh, highlight for me in that game, though, was Fuel went in with Haymaker and Potion of Rage. And I'll post the photo up as well as we both sat there in amazement as our old five crits and a hammer. <laughs> well done, Dan. Well done. So obviously I won that game through pure skill. Uh, and that, those also, he just ran in and got four glory from one kill with McGaw. And then in return, I went and got five glory in one kill with wow. those five crits. Again, victorious duel, ferocious charge, tome. And went through and that one like my superior tactician. Um, that game ended up in a 21-11 win for myself, which put the total at 28-25 to me. And I say total because it only finished one one because I think that round seemed to be cut a little, a little short. We didn't, I don't know. I don't think we played that slow, but called time and it was like that was. I it. say the second so, second round. You say second game. I, I I lost pretty quick and seemed to be called ten minutes after our game yeah. had finished. It seemed to have just yeah. yeah yeah. In the way we were doing quick. the scoring, that that went down as a draw, um, and then I ended up with plus three glory to go on to me total. Mm -hmm. So to be fair, good opponent. 
if I'd have got the win from being plus three glory up, it kind of wouldn't have been deserved anyway. We'd needed to play a third game, but didn't have time, unfortunately. So, uh, the Curse Breakers went up against Molog uh, for my second game. Uh, it was with a guy called Chris. And uh, first off, I won boards. I went long board. I placed the new triple hex, uh, triple lethal hex board down and uh, awaited the steam train of Molog to come cruising across the board with the hope of giving him a quick shove into the lethal hex on the way through. Um, I immediately saw something was wrong when the furthest forward uh, started hex on my opponent's board was occupied by Batsquig and not the ugly face of Molog. Um, <laughs> and Molog sat up at the side of the uh, of the board. Hmm. Um, I wonder. I wonder if he has hidden paths in his hand. Um, so I was pretty sure he got hidden paths there. Uh, I had one turn to react. Uh, I did not have distraction in my hand and uh, there was very little I could do about uh, responding to that. I did have hidden paths in my hand, uh, but yeah. So Were you taken in the rear by Moloch? Um, so to speak, in the custard factory. Um, <laughs> so um, first turn I empowered Amis. Uh, then I received a Moloch. I then <laughs> his mighty club. He received his club. <laughs> yeah, he's got his club. Um, Avron went slightly pale at the sight of that club, and he hidden path out of there. Amis is blushing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then I put Avron uh, in the back ranks uh, with all the squigs. Um, Molog had a lot of fun with the with Amis and Rastus uh, in that game, and um, but equally. Uh, Avron did have some fun with the squigs I managed to equip Tome of Offerings um, get a couple of glory back and um, and zap all the squigs in the background while I left <coughs> my two fellow Stormcasts to die um, <laughs> I think Inspiration Strikes was played as well in that there, there wasn't much chance uh, as I just couldn't escape uh, so that ended 15-8 uh, second game, I lost board placement and I chose the Soul Refractor um, and held on tight uh, as uh, Molog was put right at the front and, uh, and came cruising in. Somehow, um, I managed to take Molog down by the end of the, I think it was the end of the second turn, start of the third. Uh, I killed quite a few of the squigs in the way and uh, Kind of managed to shove Molog over to one side as well, just to try and keep some of those blocked hexes in between him and range two attacks. So it kind of worked quite well. Um, I managed to squeeze that one to be a 15-12 win, uh, which took me into my final game. With that final game, uh, I won boards. I again went long board and placed the three lethal hex board to the front um, looking at my hand I had get the hence in my hand and I also had um, empowerment uh, sorry the magical was it supremacy no cast two no. cast one Honest the storm yeah that really easy one to do I had that one in there as well I've been crying for months when I've been getting that yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's ridiculous that's that card is um, 
and Molog was placed front and centre, uh, ready to charge straight forward. So I knew that he did not have uh, hidden paths in there to ruin my day again. <laughs> Didn't need it though. Really. No, did not. Uh, so he, he charged forwards. Uh, well, I went first. Sorry, I empowered Amis. He charged forwards and fluffed his attack, which was great. Uh, I knew that then I was in a great position, so I had uh, Molog sat next to a chain of two lethal hexes. I had uh, Amis ready to go, doing three damage. In my hand, and she was empowered, uh, in my hand I had Distraction, and I also had uh, Lightning Assault to reroll my attacks. So first up, three dice, uh, looking for hammers um, or crits. Three dice with a reroll, fail. Uh, so that was four dice rolled, looking for a, a, a four up, essentially. Fail. No worries, lightning assaults in the hand. Uh, so three dice again, and I draw nothing but swords. With a reroll, more swords. And that was pretty much my second activation, and I already felt like I'd lost the game. Because um, from that there, what could have been three damage from Amis, a, a knockback of two to score a glory. Um causing five wounds and then a distraction to cause a sixth wound. I only needed then somebody to come in and, and even just succeed an attack uh, to push and and score another yeah. score another damage. Never Into mind. Another lethal, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that would have been as a boss. With her in it was all in the hand. Uh it didn't happen and my game as I say I felt like I'd lost the game on off the back of those those eight failed dice. Um Internally, I cried a little bit, and um, <laughs> then I watched as Molog. Externally, you were as well. I think. Yeah. Uh, so, so with that, I, I, my game plan kind of fell apart. I, I mean, I lost twelve nine, so it, it's not that bad. But when I had that opportunity to take Molog out first turn, it, it really felt quite sore at that, and uh, I eventually lost that one. So two one and uh, a minus seven to my glory total. Cool. So what are we on then after round two? Round I was three. on a win and a draw, win and a loss, win and a loss. Yep. Yeah. So I, like I think I was I was on plus nine for glory at that point. Rocking on. Tell you what, I do my round three. Yes. First, yeah. Go and on. Then then. You guys can get into yours. So I played James the Curse Breakers from your first game actually. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Outside in the atrium. So another thing about the venue is it's quite an outdoor area, isn't there? And they had a, there was a table tennis table basically set up and they had one half with some guys playing magic and then we had the other half but actually they've got room to set up a lot more tables so oh, they, definitely. they can host yeah. really big tournaments my my first game against Darren I was out there on, on one of the table tennis tables and it was quite a luxury to have so much space, space. Yeah, there was two of us there were two games going on on half a table tennis table, so it was a little bit more cramped than that although I think it had warmed up since you were out there because you had a bit cold, it was actually oh yeah it was cold Um. Rocking into the game though, so he's playing the Curse Breakers, um, and he wins the boards and opts to go long, placing, as Dan had done in previous games as well, the three lethals together, placing them down and going long and forcing me to move through them. Um, first round, did absolutely nothing. Um, tried to move forward, tried to. In fact, I said I did absolutely nothing. I think I got Fuel and Tefk inspired. Scored no glory, but got those guys up, which is pretty key and quite tasty for it um, and then second round managed to get in there 
and don't really remember a great deal about it other than the fact that he was a really good opponent and really nice to play against um, but the tome of offerings and ready for action came in hot with the right objectives from round two and round three so scoring nothing in round one at all and then ending up winning the game 17-6 everything just flowed through I kept holding my objectives because I, I want to say it was something like Siona Grimnir for fuel getting a kill Ferocious charge and what armor or something like that. So it's like three score immediately that were that were gonna come up sort of thing. Um, so it was one nil, and then second game, um, we went in. I won the boards in this one and went for the the soul refractor and went across. And it was pretty much the same thing again. Fuel just got going, and when the fuel train gets going, there's not a lot of stopping him. A lot of pushes, a lot of movement. I managed to snipe and I went last, and I had fuel sat at the back. I treasure lusted in onto an objective, regal visioned him, and then illusory fired to the front of the board, and then went in and charged and got went greedy, but managed to get them both and killed Avron with cleave, and then ready for action and took Amis out, and then decided actually I wasn't even going to retreat back with commanding stride. I was just going to stand there and wait and get the other guys up, and I think I just left him with Rastus left. It was quite a brutal little combo of cards really going in. Um, yeah, that one, he had Tome of Offerings on him as well at the end, score Siona Grimnir and take down um, Rastus, who was left hiding at the back. And that one ended up 18-5 uh, to me. So 2-0, 35-11. Good game, though. Cracking game. Made, made me work for it, digging for a lot of cards and getting them all out and then pushing in. So wait, you guys, who did you play? I I had the misfortune of of drawing the uh, the African sunset Amazonian sunset Amazonian, Amazonian sunset ginger that is <laughs> yes both me and Dan we drew each other for our third game um, I think well really uh, before the tournament I played two practice games uh, with the uh, with the the curse breakers and that was both against Asher's uh, Godsworn. Yeah, and, uh, they, they didn't fare well in those practice games. But obviously, I changed the deck up on some advice before before the tournament. Um, there's nothing worse than playing someone that you spend an hour and ten minutes driving up to a tournament <laughs> and then end up playing against them. But you know, the games themselves, I can't really remember too much of what happened. There was first one I've got written down that you won it eighteen eleven. Yeah, it never felt like your storm size really got into gear. They, they 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 did what they needed to do in the first game, but they didn't. It never felt like you were battering me. You didn't really no. feel like they no. they hit anything other than third. Really, they just. I don't know how you felt about that. They just. It's just, just something I feel probably about the the warband itself. Is sometimes you just don't feel like you're. I mean, with comparing it to my experience with Magors, you score glory from killing things, and then you kill more things. <clears throat> with the storm size. Some of the time you score glory from rolling a dice and you don't feel like you've really done anything. Yeah. And your opponent might feel the same. And um <laughs> It's not the best part. Yeah, well yeah, you roll the lightning. Woohoo, harness the storm. <laughs> I yeah. could see the frustration in your face though, as you you kind of do doing it and rolling them and you were like, Am I really scoring a glory for this? It didn't you, you didn't look like you enjoyed it all that much. It was Yeah You yeah. did because you beat me. I, <laughs> I I won the first game, yeah, and I yeah, well, so, well, we had a great game, whatever. You did. The but second game was a different kettle of fish, though. It was a different kettle of fish. I yeah. don't think think quite the uh, the objectives come out again. And again, probably 
a, a, a theme that's coming through the the day is that I was getting the supreme tactician in my opening hand. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit too compelled to keep it, especially with so many score immediately cards, so many easy score cards, <clears> and anything. <throat> oh well, I probably could hold on to this and 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 still well, score it by the end of the game. But it's just a dead card in your hand. My rule, I probably yeah. should be throwing it. My rule with that deck and those objectives was if it's got two score immediately. That I can definitely get. Keep it. I'd keep it. Yeah. Otherwise, it went straight well, in the bin. Yeah. The second game, it was an 11 11 draw. Obviously, I went on objectives in the end. I think the, the turning point for me was I played a little combo. I announced Oath of Denial and Oath of Conquest to you. But then I did a sidestep with Jagathra and then Hidden Pathter into your, into your board. And then Fameway Crystal. I can't think who the other person was that Fameway Crystal. It might have been Shond into your board as well. And you sort of got caught in limbo. And it really threw you as to what I was trying to do. And I don't think you quite know where to hit me. Whether to yeah. go to break the, the denial or to come back and try and, and clear me out of your board. Because I'd split them it's pretty wide. in extreme flank sort of formation. Yeah. And there was a moment where you just you looked at me and you were like, what the... F is he doing? You yeah. <laughs> just didn't know. Yeah, and I was, I was, I felt like I was quite. Yeah, I think I got at that point. I think I got Tome of Offerings on one of the guys as well. And I felt like, oh, probably should be doing. I think some that's killing. why. Yes. And I thought, oh, at one point I could have killed everybody on the board here and scored some more glory up. Um, and I think I lost in my head that you got denial and yeah. conquest on there, and I should have been thinking really about: Are you gonna? Am I gonna let you score four glory? For not being in uh, in your half, or am I going to let you score three yeah. glory for being in mine? And that really is a, a no brainer yeah. when you think about that. But at the time, I was I think it was the it was the sidestep that three, and then the hidden paths. And I kind you kind of couldn't work out really what I was trying to do because I think you got one of your your curse breakers sort of in the no man's land yeah. area. And he could have, he could have gone either way with yeah, that. and I think you expected me to come and charge you, and then as I did this, this sidestep, and then you, you looked at me, and then hit him passing. It was like you just, I think yeah. I need to just throw you on that one, but it was a great game, and just good to show that you know on paper that I should have been battered in that game, but I managed to pull that one yeah. on holding the objectives. Um, the third game, eighteen seventy zero. Yeah, yeah, I think the the. My deck turned out a little bit better mm. and yours came out a little bit worse. Yeah. Again, I can't remember the full details. The spells of that, came off a lot quicker for you. There wasn't so many activations trying to win power and get things off. Yeah. It was the, the dice were a lot better yeah. in your favour. I think in mm. one of those games you had a um, a double um, a double lethal hex. Yes, board. I, did. I think it was the. It's what, I think it's the, the, the new one. Is it the ruptured seal? I think it was down here. Uh, it might have been that, or it might have even been the three, the triple. I think it's the new one, yeah. Um, but we employed a uh, um, wide setting, hadn't we? Um, yeah. Shonda was coming around there, and you were using that, um, those blocked hexes as well on that board to to kind of it, yeah. deny some length and range of charges. But I know that I, <clears> I was, as I say, I was playing curse breakers quite aggressively. I was quite far forwards. Yeah. And it really, really came at me with them, didn't you? Yeah, I was pushing people into those lethal hexes at the time, and I think you got Oath of Supremacy, uh, and you had three guys on objectives. Yeah, I think. I'm not... And then I think you may have confusioned or pushed me off one of I them. Just, at some I think point. I distracted that one person off it, yeah. one, and then I managed to um, use Storm Sire to kill. Yeah, uh, Jagatha, I think it was as well. Um, so it, yeah. It, 
Yeah. Worked well, and then I was, was, in, was in amongst you again there. It was a turning point for, for the uh, Godsworn Hunks. Without that glory, they, they without them inspired yeah. by getting the upgrades, they need that early glory to, to get them going. Yeah. Uh, and you really exploited that last game. But it was a good game, and it's always a good game against your dad. Um, but I didn't ever feel that your your warband got out of sort of yeah. third gear on them. They yeah. just never really hit the potential that they could have yeah. quite and done. In practice games, those two practice games <laughs> I played with you, the, the first game felt a bit like a whitewash of, of the practice Oh, it, it was. It re- where, really where was. I think all the cards that I had came out well. and But again, I was still playing them probably a little bit more aggressively than I should have done, but still. So that was, I think it was... That was a, game three. Get three, three, uh, yeah, two one to myself, yeah. and uh, plus cool. minus, it was, it was plus really minus eighteen. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So not doing bad. After round three, two wins and a draw, two wins and a loss, one and two for yourself, mm-hmm. Ash. Going in, I managed to take a sneak peek at uh, the scoreboard and noticed that I was in third at that point, which was Ugh. quite. Nice. So yeah, yeah. You, you, you so just I couldn't win because the top two guys were on nine points. Going to be playing each other. One yeah. of them's, one yeah. them's going to win. Unless unless there was unless a cheeky drew draw. But yeah, Ash, what was your your round four? Should we do yours? Yeah, me? we'll go with mine. I played oh, this John? opponent, John Tracy. Oh, what a guy! If you ever played John? <laughs> Big Scottish guy. Mouth like a potty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you some of the things that he was coming out with, but Gandalf can effing cast some of them spells and shiv it where the sun don't shine um, it was it, oh, it was brilliant it's the opponents that, that make the game into it I just uh, say, go on Gandalf and then you oh, across the go on Gandalf <laughs> cast that effing spell oh, sorry, oh. Sorry, I was I was nice to sat, sit next to him on the uh, on, on that and it was uh, it was great it sounded like yeah. a really fun game so I won 2-1 overall the first game was 12-8 to me it was close nothing was a, a complete and utter runaway um, again John's dice were just terrible so I think he got caught in that limbo of the dice aren't working for me and rather than just come at me and kill kill the warband he proceeded just to try and sit there and empower and get those get those spells it was a very similar deck to yours Dan yeah. so I played the Curse Breakers three times at this tournament and they are very similar decks score glory for casting spells um, score glory for yeah. doing very little whereas for myself it was a case of just setting objectives Um the second game, again, it was my second draw of the of the tournament. It was fifteen fifteen. That's a high actually, scoring draw. It was a high scoring draw, and John took it all the way and I ended up winning. It went down past holding objectives, all the way down to killing each other. It was the ditch your hand of cards, and it's the first one to to kill. Uh, that's how far it went. Yeah, this is yeah. the thing we're discussing that we think should only be in the third we, game. We did, but we, we, play, we played play it, it anyway. out and, and John ended up yeah. winning it and I, I expected it. He'd got a, a much more brutal... I did make a, f- a fairly fundamental mistake of charging back into his opponent, into one of his uh, Stormbreakers, uh, Cursebreakers, sorry, when they, we'd char- they'd moved into me. I managed to push him back with a hit and then I charged back in and that was the mistake is that I shouldn't have really charged back in. I should have waited two more activations before pulling that charge off but it was a mistake I made and you know, gave John that, that that game. The third one was a 2017 win to me so another high scoring to, to get 20 glory to me and it's the only game that I've ever sat on objectives. I mean, my opening hand, I had Supremacy and Oath of Supremacy 
straight away. Did then you I, declare it? Yeah. yeah. Then I got our only way out. Plus, there were solid gains in there. The glory just racked up, and I just sat on the objective, and it's the only time I've really dug for cards. You know, I'm not the sort of opponent that sits and, and digs for him and looks for cards in his deck, but I needed to because I got some terrible hands dealt to me, and I just sat there and just thought, I'm going to dig them, ditch a load of the, the killing. I've got uh, Oath of Murder in my, my deck, an Oath of Conquest, ditched them all. Just, just dug for him really. Um, great opponent though. Say John Tracy, big shout out to him. Uh, it was a really, really good game and a really great opponent. Did sound like you had a lot. Oh of fun, yeah, man. it was such a good, good laugh. So you've mentioned that you were sat next to him. So I was also sat next to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, here we go again. I travelled an hour in the car to end up against Mr. Smedley's dwarfs. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting because I was running into. I know. Joking aside, you did make some changes to my deck, yeah, but it was I, very similar. I knew the deck pretty well. Yeah, it was your deck. <laughs> fundamentally. <laughs> fundamentally. So, um, first game, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm going to... I think we had enough of a laugh through the through the games that uh, I've managed to forget most of it, but I think the first game... I remember it was Longboards, and you did exactly what I did to you and your McGaws at the vault, which was drop the three lethals... Long ways and go. You got to run past that if you want to come and get me. I don't think though that I sat at the other end of them and laughed while you were running through them. That's what you didn't do, but I did. Yeah. So I sat right at the back when I did it to you. Yeah, but you, you did. Were I was quite close, really. Yeah, yeah. I was just keen to give you a good old smack, to be honest. What I do remember about that game. So, so the result you won that one, eleven three. Uh, eleven three. Yeah, three. I remember start the second round. We both were like, whoever wins this wins. And I won it, and then Fuel missed, yeah. and then you killed him. And yeah. that was it. It was like ah, maybe not. I think I, I think I ended up sh- he ended up getting shoved into the lethals, didn't he? I think, I think yeah. You, and you then fluffed I think he it came against... back out then and fluffed his attack again, and then got pushed into it again and killed or something like that. And you you took him down easily, yeah. really. Yeah. And that's pretty much. I didn't even have Tefk inspired to try and no, get think... it up. Everyone was kind of. I put everything into Fuel because I thought, well, he's going to nail this. Yeah. And he really didn't. So yeah, that was first game to yourself. Uh, second game. I think that was that the that was the Faneway one, was it? The Faneway assassination game. The Faneway where, assassination. Where, where fuel came forwards and fluffed something, and then ran all the way back across the board. Oh, you didn't run away with your dwarfs, did you? I reckon he did. I reckon I did. He's gone quiet, he must have done. Yeah. Well, I've, I've gone quiet, okay, so we'll skip on. So that's yeah, I remember. In, that's gone in the book of grudges. We're going to gloss over it. I <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, that no must way, have been no that way. game. Because I had a choice. You put Fainway on Anis, you were going to charge. I, that I was, was stood next to the objective. Yeah, that, that, and that was that one. But I think yeah. you'd, you'd run forward, failed, failed an attack. And then you'd moved, and then you'd commanding strike, strike out of the way, all the way out of the way, and you, you were like, safe. And then I dropped fame way on him and charged across the board with that. I'm gonna say now, I think that might be the first game. Yeah, because because I lost that game yeah. convincingly. So that must have been the first game. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! That was the three eleven. Because the reason I was looking really confused then was it must have been the one where Fuel missed all his attacks. I still managed to win that game. Yeah. So I took the second Six. game, 14-10. I think that was, again, a long boards one, wasn't it? I think... And you won the first two yeah. board rolls. Yeah. But with so many pushes and stuff, as I said at the beginning, I was able to still 
get across. Yeah. It wasn't too much of a hindrance. I mean, te- if it come up trumps, I can be treasure lust in three, real visioning, commanding stride in three, and then getting for the kill, and then illusory fighting back and going to see a later boys and doing one. So, so yeah, one one. You were quite a bit up on glory. Well, about five up on glory or something. Uh, you fourteen no. ten, and I was yeah, and um, so I was what twenty one to your seventeen. Yeah, so four up. And then I remember I won the boards for the third game and I went with a soul refractor. The soul refractor. And we went wide deployment. I think I went with the... Um, what was that one over there? The Shaishian uh, no, style. No, 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 Yeah. Yes, I think it might have been. Because you were getting quite far forward and going quite... Aggressive with them, yeah. And uh, Amish charged in first, did she not? Oh, she this was, that the was the game, wasn't it? Mm. So, um, so this was the one where you were, you, you'd got uh, a couple so, of guys on the on the flanks, and you objectives as well. Yeah, so I'd um, I'd run across the board and Mad Megum, I think. I'd you'd taken a good whack. I think I'd taken him out of act out. Not by then, because then you pushed Avron forward to get him ready for a charge. And I treasure lust of fuel onto the objective and then Regal visioned him and said, choose your poison. Yeah. Because you didn't really have a choice then. I was either going to go for Amis or Avron if he came in. And it was like forcing you to kind of make that decision. Yeah. Um, so I took the gamble. You went for the killer. I think you got mad. I got mad Megram out of there, I think, on that one. Uh, and I was thinking, well, I've got to do something. And I thought, well, double defence stars as well will be uh, preferable. But it uh, did not work out. Yeah. Uh, Phil came running across, cleaved Avron down, I think, did he not? Yes, he did. And then that was the end. That was the final activation when Avron came in. Final one for you. Yeah. And then Fuel for the final one for me came in and got the kill. And that kind of started the ball rolling for me then, I think. And it kind of went through. I think I then started, won the dice roll and killed Amis as well. And then Rastus was all the way... I think you were hidden path in. You were you hidden path in, I think. Yeah. You were waiting for hidden paths. Yeah. It was uh, a little difficult, mm. that was to say the least, at that one. I, I'd probably, with hindsight, I should have not charged with um, with Avron at that point. I should have thought, forget it, and moved into a, a position with Avron rather than charged forwards. And given myself that ability to, to do something next turn or kept myself at range. I can't remember what I was sat with, but I was sat with another move ploy. But I wouldn't have gone for Avron. I'd have just gone for Amis and gone, she's a threat a minute, yeah. and gone and killed her. Yeah. So that one ended up being a 2-1 win for myself. And 32-27 overall. Yep, so oh, plus minus four. five. That was. So not a big swing. Um, so that was it then, really. So, overall, good day. Yeah. I don't think we even was. mentioned then, actually, that we had four rounds, even though I said at the beginning it was going to be three rounds, yes. because they decided to extend it, which was a good decision. Which was great, to be yeah. perfect decision, yeah, yeah definitely. Because it, it needed that to break it down. Otherwise, somebody, after round three, there were two guys on nine points. Somebody would have lost yeah. out, despite yeah. winning every yeah. game. So, great yeah. choice from I mean, them. Overall, where did you finish, Dan? You were top. I came second. Second. Nice pinch second. Dan Jones. I, I think I was seventh or eighth. I think you were eighth and I was tenth. I think you were two above me. I think I yeah, came nice. in tenth. So I think one one thing I will say is it's, uh, yeah, I've gone two, uh, two wins, two losses 
Yeah, and, same uh, as me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was <clears throat> the, f- the first time this year that I've I've gone below three and one. Yeah, three and one. You did so, also. You didn't lose by much when you lost, though, did you? And you won no. by quite a bit when yeah. you won. So yeah. that yeah. in glory yeah. difference being the splitter and not yeah. the yeah. I think it's experience off. on that that front though that uh, might hopefully mm. make uh, some improvements for myself, but. Uh, yeah, it's actually the. I think how many tournaments have we been to this year? Um, you went to the Century. I've been to Vault Vault fourteen twice. Yeah, this year. Grand this Clash. Year. Yeah, this year because we went in January before the Grand Clash two weeks oh, before. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and this one, and yeah, we've got so Balls and Swords coming up on Sunday. Hopefully. So I think I, I so think, think I've been to you went to the Sanctuary. Sanctuary, uh, yeah, and two at Vault. This one, and then the Grand Clash. Grand so Clash. yeah. Yeah. Been hammering out. They've all been well attended as well. All been I think well the smallest was fourteen at that was yeah. about fourteen. Yeah, the um the sanctuary nice. was a I think that was a twelve or a fourteen yeah. as well there. That was a busy one. So. I mean nineteen people, it's it's some going, isn't yeah. it? It's not going it's to a six man tournament and winning a Last trophy for yeah. six for a six man tournament. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, it's competing with some great players, and people travel from Northampton, rugby. We came down from Scotland. Derby all the way down to yeah. Wayland's Forge, and I mean, prize support was great. Yeah, we all got what, what, one, we all got cards. Yeah, one, one um, thing to say was the the cost of the ticket was five pounds. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a negative plus point for them. Is it was cheap, but. Charged ten quid. I'd have happily paid a ten for yeah. that tournament. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the price support I think was great. It was great atmosphere. With, with that, just charge us a fiver though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, you, your standard is a t- is ten. I think standards are ten. Some yeah. do, some do I mean, up to fifteen, which is kind of you're at the upper limit there. I mean, aren't you? five you, is you cheap, got store. I mean, you got store credit, Dan. You got a pack of dice. I mean, I got a pack of dice for best paint of Warband. Thanks for watching. You got your great speed, was it? I yeah, did get a golden card, demon card. Golden yes, demon uh, golden demon card. I'm envious uh, of that. So, yeah, that is, like I say, five pound entry, and I think they gave away five dice packs. Yeah, in total. Pounds. So there was like the winner got one. I got one for having the most glory difference on the day year one for best painted yeah least glory difference and, and last place as well yeah. so the giveaway just five yeah, packs I mean, of dice it was, it was great price support i just think for five pound I'd, I'd be happy for them to up yeah. it i would i think it's they, they should they should up it yeah. they've, yeah, they've, got, they've got overheads and stuff and i know what it's like it, it, yeah i think 10 pound would be yeah come on. sorry there was uh it was a uh, um store credit, store well. credit. yeah i'm not sure what i got the 10 pound store credit for i think it might have been top four got it i'm not sure exactly yeah but yeah, got that as well, which invested in Molog's mob for you. You did, thank you very much. Yes, that was... Sorry if he comes against anybody with him. I am going to be taking him, I'm lining up a relic deck for him next. <laughs> no, it was a great tournament, so credit to Wayland's Forge, they it was put on a good day. Um, so yeah. Some great opponents there as well. It's nice to move out of the sort of East Midlands, down to sort of Birmingham area and meet some new players. So there wasn't anybody really there that I'd played previously. There's a few faces that I'd seen from the Grand Clash, but nobody that I'd actually played against yeah. before. Which other than me. Nice. Other than, <laughs> obviously, other yeah. than Dan, yeah. <laughs> Dan, so. It was good. I think they said that they tried to cultivate like a good atmosphere down there. And it's all right, every shop's going to say that, but actually, yeah. you can believe it down there. How everyone was. For what the owner was saying as well, they're not going to saturate it with a monthly tournament. He's only going to be doing a quarterly one. So Which is good. I think next next quarter, I think if anyone's in, in the Birmingham area or wants to trip out, can't it's recommend it enough. And yeah. they've got the space with that atrium yeah. to 
you know, yeah. go well past. They could take 40 people. Depending on how many tables, yeah, they yeah. could go yeah. up to that, which yeah. would be mad for yeah. a store. It would be awesome. That would be wicked, be awesome for them. Yeah. Um, do you want to do your favourite cards and what you're keen to look at what your favourite card was for the yeah, day Dan? so some feedback that we'd had I believe it was from one of your friends at work Dan about giving a bit of insights into oh, yeah. things and thoughts so I thought maybe we'd just give a bit of a favourite cards of the day sort of thing from your warband I don't know do you want cards or combo could be, could be combos I'll go with card I'll, I'll kick off with mine although I pl- tried to play them quite defensive and sit on objectives Rebound came into play quite a lot, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there now. I can see this hitting a hitting the, maybe the restricted list. Oh, with it, it, it it's, it's only I sent you that like picture a... today with the Birdman on You it. did, yeah. <laughs> For me, re, Rebound is very much like Quick Thinker. It, it just Swings okay, you, you, you've got a roll for this one, but it swings there it, if it comes off yeah a lot of the time it wins you the game i mean my deck i'd also put dark destiny in which is if he gets taken out of action you take you know, shield oh, or crit you take no card. damage but coupled with rebound it just felt it felt a little bit naughty playing it at times and it's like it was quick thinker you know your opponent does all that work positioning to charge over and then you quick thinker out of the way yeah. rebound just it just sits in that little bracket. I don't, th- I don't think they'd ever ban it just because it's a. I don't think it'll be a ban. I think it might end up on a possibly restricted. I think it'll end up on the dick list. It is. <laughs> Play this if you want to be a dick. It was. However, it did keep my warband in the game for for most of my games. It, you know, I think I pulled it off four or five times. So yeah. it, it, it was my, my star performance. The other shout out combo is um, Hero Slayer. Couple with potion of rage and haymaker. <laughs> I mean, when I played against John, I did have um, the curse breakers trapped in the corner, two of them, and I, I did pull it off and managed to take both of them out at one point. And it it was a great little combo. But no, rebound is a card for me. Uh, that's that for this that's, tournament. That's your card. Yeah. Uh, this for me is there anything that stands out? Um, I know that Tome of Offerings was was pretty good for for some of the games. Can see that being right on that restricted list, um, but for things that stand out in the other cards, I mean, Azaboth's withering is a good card there. Um, Don't just read your deck out. Yeah, <laughs> but re- really, the ones that stand out are probably going to be things like the objectives there with Harness the Storm. It's just so easy to, to, to pull through. If you've got Harness of Storm in your day, you just roll one dice and you laugh at your opponent. <laughs> and then you score a glory and then you can you do something useful. Um, what Some of the things that I didn't find so good, I, Mirror Move in there was something I wanted to have of in case of my turn to push back, um, so to speak, and, <laughs> in, the, in the Custard Factory. And... Um, yeah, I want to just get out of the way of my turn. Never, I don't think I ever used you, it. You used it against me. Now you mentioned, I, when I did my sidestep, you actually played it, but it felt like you weren't quite sure why you were playing it, but you knew that after it's had a lot of hype online, that it's, yeah. it's a good card to have, and uh, it yeah, kind of felt like you, you played it because I'd sort of done a push, and you thought, well, I've got it in my hand, I must play it, but it, it didn't fit a situation. I don't know if you it's, had it a lot against me, but you hit him half next to me. And then I earth-shaped either myself away yeah. or you away, and then you used it to then keep me next here. But because if I never felt like I'd got a massive load of use out of it, I think perhaps I was focusing more on 
I am using this to counter my turn. I never did that yeah. with it. Yeah. And because of that, I didn't feel it was great. The other one I've written down was get the hence as a uh, an, an objective card. While straight off you think, well, Amis has got knocked back one, so every time she's going to smack someone, she can knock them back and we'll score this. But I found that I was playing dwarves when uninspired and um, and then I was... It just, just just didn't seem to happen. I was actually killing people rather than yeah, knocking, them back. knocking them back. For me, yeah. if she was inspired, I used to cycle it out. Yeah. Because she was generally killing. And if she's gone up to three and you're against a damage four warband, you think, well, you can score it. But if it's not in your hand at that point, you're going to put great strength on it to go in for yeah. the single yeah. shot kills anyway, and then you can't get it. So I, I used to just cycle it out after yeah. that. But when she's uninspired, it's still yeah, it was good. pretty um, tasty. Two hammers isn't terrible for it the, still. So I was I kind of didn't get that positive feel out of that one, um, and perhaps when we see what the new war bands are coming out are like, whether the dwarves are, and the elves are um, three wounds apiece, maybe it's going to be um, swapped out for something else. Uh, but yeah. So that was your six cards then. Yeah, my my six, <laughs> six half a deck, half a deck down. I think for me the. Playing the dwarves for the first time and realising that I wanted to put lots of movement shenanigans into fuel to get him going. I think my favourite one was probably Illusory Fighter. Restricted, so it's been out of a lot of my decks for a long while. I think this is the first time I've used it since the BAR, actually. I used to love Tall and Scritch up, going in, getting the kills, ready for action, and getting the kill, then going, ah, bye. Uh, gone are those days, though. But, um, yeah, it's just... You can see why it's restricted as well. Obviously, it only puts you anywhere on your board but you can generally get a charge off against somebody unless they're playing really defensive and with it not giving a move token or anything like that it was just beautiful and for pulling back as well and hiding away so I think Illusory Fighter takes it for me as my card of the day so does that about sum it up? Do you want to mention the giveaway? What's that over there? So the guys down at Wayland Forge have kindly donated us a copy, brand new and sealed, yep. of Night Vault. They did indeed, yes. So, we're going to do this as a bit of a giveaway. We've not quite decided how we're going to give it away yet, although it won't be on this podcast. No. It will be in the form of a post. And So keep your eyes peeled on the Facebook group and you'll see a post come up. And uh, yeah, you can be in with a chance of winning Night Vault. So hopefully we'll use it like we thought, what would we do with an extra copy of Night Vault? And that would be to give it to somebody who hasn't got it. One of your friends who's in your game group that might be, yeah. eh, I'm not sure. Don't stick it on it. eBay. Give it to somebody <laughs> that might be interested. We've all yeah. got that friend that's always Maybe on the cusp just, of the group of joining in, but never too sure to take the plunge. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. let's help grow the community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, some one of your one of your friends in on uh, yeah. into your gaming group. They might play AOS 40k or something, and they're like, oh, I've heard about this, yeah. but I'm not sure. Just yeah, you know, win it for them. Yeah. Make sure when you do open it though, get rid of that harness of storm card out of there because that's just broken. <laughs> it's not it broken. Is. It's amazing. It is worth saying though, Wayland's Forge don't have a website at the minute. They were saying that was being developed. But it's under construction. It's under construction, isn't it? They've got the Facebook page. They've got a Facebook so... page, so head over to them and give them a like. They do stop games workshop. I think they said ten to fifteen percent. I'm, I'm 10%, gonna say ten percent, was it? Yeah. You know, 
and they'll order stuff in for you, so it's well worth having a look at. And, and if, if you're anywhere near it, they're well stocked. Yeah, if you're in well. the area, pop like, in because you, you know, you'll come out with crass tufts like we love. <laughs> <laughs> they were amazing, though. Yeah. I like, and they, those bases were reasonably expensive for the pre built bases, but they were brilliant. Yeah, yeah they were, they were like, really yeah. nice. Oh, if I didn't yeah. enjoy making my own bases, I'd probably just have bought them. It was, <laughs> it was yeah. Like, it, it was, it was brilliant but no it was great for him to Good donate shot. that uh, to us for put on the podcast or to put yeah. to a post later we've just got to decide how we're going to do that we? decide how we're going to do yeah. that whether it's some kind of painting competition or just some like and share sort of thing yeah, going yeah but make sure guys you not only um, like and and, uh, and follow our uh, our page but make sure you share that with your friends as well just yeah. so that uh, everyone's in with a good chance of uh, of grabbing the prize. Yeah, definitely. And remember to give us your feedback, what you want to hear from us as well. I think that's always a good one. You know, yeah. A lot of good positive feedback. How are these tournament reports going? Do we drone on a bit? I know some rounds I'm like, oh, no, loads of detail. Yeah. Other rounds I'm like, eh, I don't really remember <laughs> this one. So, yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think as always. Brilliant. Give us a like, give us a follow. Give Wayland's Forge a like, give them a follow as well over on Facebook. They'll be tagged in the post that this came with on Facebook, if that's how you found it. Um, yeah happy days that's it stay ready for action yeah ready for action (laughs) cool